And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play today. Look at me. I can be. Is that the whitest song you know? It's, It's one of them. You got to remember, Maze, I went to Penn State. I had to learn a lot oh, of white wow. songs, bro. Oh, bro. Tell me about it. Yo, the fucking... I knew Eminem was a, was a big rapper, was an important rapper, was the man, essentially, but... Woo, child. They play him at... In college? They, no, they play him at parties. That doesn't sound parties. fun at all. Like Stop that. the beat a minute. I got something to say, Trey. This <laughs> <laughs> fucking weed is in me. Or, or um, shit, the um, the verse on 50, the one, you take some big and some pock and you mix them up in the pot. They, they love that verse, bro. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. Just drank the fifth of vodka. Dare me to drive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but sh- shouts to him, though, man. I, I, no I dodged cook. the whole Eminem thing. Yeah, yeah, man. I was I, never into that guy. Ever. I, We're I, an angry team. My I, aunt is obsessed. <laughs> I mean, I graduated from high school in '99, so yeah. Eminem kind of came late, right? So you weren't angry at that point. I was no. never angry. I didn't. I never had angst. I played basketball. Eminem <laughs> taught a lot of people that they were angry and they didn't know. <clears throat> I played basketball and I got laid. So I didn't have wow. all that stuff. Right? Uh, Congrats on the sex. Oh, but even, even kids who Congrats got, on the sex. They lived in Appalachia, Dave. They, they for whatever reason, just... Look, could- hey, my family was from Appalachia, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm very familiar with, with those kids. And, you know, uh, I, I get it. Because, listen, for, so for me... Where I'm from, where I never like, I never even knew what a Xanax was until Eminem. <laughs> yeah, right? like you know. And then my freshman year of college, my roommates they 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 were from like some backcountry ass town in PA. They basically told me like, by the time they were done with high school, they had done obviously weed, sure, and all kinds of pills before. They done coke. They done ecstasy. They'd huffed ether. <laughs> okay. So, like, you know, Eminem is speaking to those kids. <laughs> it's so, like, directly. It's 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 insane, bro. I, I didn't like, even smoke weed in high school. Me neither. I was I was um because Michael Jordan said you shouldn't smoke weed. I started smoking cigarettes after uh basketball season. So after February of senior year. But but I was like, shit, weed is not good enough for Jordan, it's not good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> How, how stupid is that? You and Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> I was, I was starting to. I'm starting to figure out why you like uh, Kyrie so much, boss. <laughs> different other, different other reasons. <laughs> no, I was, I was absolutely a Jordan fanatic, bro. 
fanatic. Man, it was easy because because of the WGN games, man. Yeah, like I, I don't think people realize like those WGN games. Like I wasn't a Bulls fan, but like you watch, I watched every Jordan game every that they put fucking, on. See, and I was a Bulls fan because yeah. of it, right? Like yeah. I also was, you know, like Jordan came in in 84, 85, whatever. Yeah, eighty four. And I was like five years old when Jordan turned into Jordan. Wow, Jordan, that's amazing. I mean, I was I was three when he came in the league, but like eighty eight. Yeah, is when he I was became seven. who he's. It was when to I was be. conscious of. Oh shit! I'm playing basketball. They're doing the same stuff I'm doing. You know? So my first consciousness of Jordan was the '93 Finals, and I was five. I want to say no. Yeah, I was five, and I just remember my older brother and sister. Obviously, you know, wretched Nick fans. They were rooting against the Bulls, and I was like, "How could?" I just remember five year old me thinking to myself, "How could anybody root against Michael Jordan?" <laughs> Oh, my mom man. like Michael Wise, Jordan. Wise, you got to get this art if you haven't already. Whoa. Oh, it's a great shot, man. Hold <laughs> up. Yeah. Where's that from? Uh, Free Darko, right? Yep, that's Free Darko. Wow. I like it. Uh, yeah, I, I remember that that third that third season when they went to win the title, right? Wait, does that Tom was just have year. that on the ground at all times? <laughs> so, yeah. This room is being redecorated. Okay. Yeah. And so I got to take everything down. You no, know, yeah. damn well Tom's wife wouldn't let him put that in the like, <laughs> house. You got to right. put that in your little game room, your little situation over there. That ain't going yeah. in the real house. Right. I remember people like the the Jordan backlash. Should we just go live, by the way? Yeah, oh, let's I go. Thought, I thought right, we were. No, we're going yeah. live. Uh, links we're out. live now. Raw, unfiltered, and unpredictable. That is the No Chill Podcast. Every episode, you're getting an hour long of the most dynamic personalities in the NBA. Gilbert Arenas, all-star, all-NBA. We know him. He also is all-opinion and has no chill at all times. Made a name for himself lighting up scoreboards. Now he's continuing to light it up with Kevin Durant, Nick Young, Matt Barnes, Ice Cube, all kinds of top guests coming soon on the podcast. Every episode, Gilbert Arenas shares his unique perspective on the game, who's playing it, the personalities involved, everything in between. You never know what they're going to say next. Co-host and producer Mike Botticello is Gil's wingman. He worked in the NBA circuit for over a decade. They dig into hot topics, trends, and burning questions. New episode drops every single Monday. That's a day early on Himalaya. If you get your podcast wherever you get them available, you can get a day early on Himalaya. So listen to the No Chill podcast on Himalaya. We're, we're talking about Michael Jordan. I, I remember that third season when they when they were going to the finals, right? That was when the Jordan backlash started among people my age. And it was like, mm. oh, man, I'm going to buy David Robinson's gigantic shoes or <laughs> Charles Barkley, right, was the other guy. Saw a lot of Phoenix Suns gear out in Virginia. A lot of wow. orange starter jackets. See, but that's not a narrative that gets told a lot, right? The narrative is there was a Jordan shoots too much. He can't win a championship Absolutely. playing that way, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, until he got over the, the Pistons, Pistons. And it just went cascading downhill. Like, yo, Jordan is the best. The snowball just just started flowing from there. But you're saying, like, after the third title, basketball oh, hipsters were like, oh, all right, yeah. all right, come on, how good is this guy? <laughs> they existed without the internet, right? Like, it's one of those things that it was a real thing. Like, I remember getting into arguments with people where they would try to tell me, no, man, David Robinson's a better player. <laughs> I remember being convinced that Jordan was going to the Knicks because in free agency because yes. there was a sports illustrated art, art cover 
in which like they had photoshopped or they had drawn on a Knicks jersey yeah, yeah. or something like that. I remember seeing that going, yo, he's going to go to the uh, Knicks. It's like, that's what's going to, that's how this thing falls apart. And, and then I just remember arguing like with friends, like, will he win more titles with the Knicks than he did with the bulls and just dumb stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, look, the Knicks have been tied to any, any guy who's huge and a free agent and missed out on every single one of them forever. Till Kevin Durant. I, right? I, I, hold on, hold on, hold on. They got Jerome James. They got Shandon Anderson. They got Amari. Isley. They got Amari. <laughs> Tim Hardaway Jr. Big, big, big Phil Jackson. <laughs> yeah. fuck up. Literally, David Griffin turned his plane around after they signed Tim Hardaway. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wait, what? I thought, what? What? Back to Napa. Right, pop. pop another bottle of wine. That's it. But yeah, that that pushback that was that was so funny to me. Like even in the moment, I mean, of course it's hilarious looking back because after he retired the first time and came back, there was none of it. Everybody missed Jordan so much in that year and a half, right? So NBA Twitter has always existed. It's just now we have a tweet button. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it used to be like the old guys on the playground or like the barber shop or you know wherever guys would be hanging out talking about basketball. And uh, by the but, way, speak, speaking of Jordan, um, my, my favorite way to dismiss a young millennial is I go, have you even seen Jordan play before? <laughs> like, like you never even no. watched Jordan the hoop. What like, you should I, I do, and I'm just, about I don't basketball. know, I might be, I might be uh, peacocking right now, but you should just say, what is that uh, NBA on NBC theme go? Like, how does that go? Uh, <laughs> uh, I can't, I can't think of it. How does it go? Like you're sitting down with your family and like basketball. Give me the basketball so I can go dunk it. You know, but Zach, like Zach said, WGN being on basic cable, I it was channel nine in Richmond. I used to watch every bulls game, like every single bulls game. So I got so much Michael Jordan. It was like league pass for the bulls. It was great. I mean, I came into it way later than you guys. I wasn't watching till the, the jazz finals. That's the first time I really remember watching that, but I did get this like ultimate Jordan DVD uh, in like the mid two thousands that had like six of his greatest games, like the Celtics game. Did it have the, the Dominique game, game with Barkley? Uh, it didn't have the Dominique game. It had him like his regular season uh, scoring high against the Cavs, and then uh, Jazz games, the flu game, and the final game. And <laughs> like me and my best friend, like probably watched that DVD like 500 times between us. Like one of us was always watching it. So I got my education a little later, but I still got it. Thank God. I used I to remember, have VHS. I remember watching the games. I remember watching the shot. Yeah. I think I was like that, seven, six or seven at that point. That, but yeah, I remember watching shot, the shot. Zach, yeah. that shot was on like the cover, like the front page of like the New York times and my basketball coach the next day at practice, cut it out and had us pr- pretend our, our, our practice our shot and yeah. just to like form. emulate. Yo, man, I, I practiced that shot so much <laughs> over the years, just in the way, like coming through, leaning left, you know, oh my God, I, I practiced still money shot. on that oh. elbow pull up. I can still, oh, I don't, it. oh, I, I wouldn't know what an elbow jumper yeah. looks like at this point <laughs> in my life because that's too far in for me. No, but that's the thing. We used to get propaganda like "Come fly with me," and now you know we get the shop and Muse Cage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Muse Cage. Is this we like, Muse come shop. fly with me? Let's start like, it up. Muse shop. Know, man. It was like boardroom. Do that. Was that a Sports Illustrated thing? That's a good question. Were they know. a part of that? I don't know, but it was kind of corny. 
And it was just, I don't know, man, like I didn't feel like it was uh, trying to drive home some bigger narrative. I mean, aside from the fact that it's like Michael Jordan's awesome. Well, yeah, that's the narrative. That's Michael it. Jordan is awesome. Yeah. Michael Jordan is inevitable. Michael Jordan is your father. That's, <laughs> that's the message. Or big brother. Right. Exactly. Right. That yeah. was exactly what they were going for. He was, that was the most likable Michael Jordan of all time. And the, and the thing is, like yeah, those man. those DVDs would position the Knicks, Riley's Knicks, and 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 the Suns and Clyde Drexler as these like obstacles to just be and those teams were never gonna beat him. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Clyde Drexler was gonna beat Michael Jordan, John Starks. <laughs> it wasn't just Stone. Clyde Drexler, Zach. It was Jerome Kersey too. Oh, like Kevin Duckworth, <laughs> Cliff Robinson, Uncle Cliffy. Yeah, I, I love the idea that there was a narrative you in 92 that who's the best shooting guard in the league with yeah. Clyde and, and MJ. But, <laughs> if I was thinking, but, are you but, kidding Zach, me? The, the, the 93 Suns was a legitimately great team, right? Past like the team. You they know who were, they didn't have? Thunder Dan? Jordan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love had, I used to have Kevin Johnson. I used to have those shoes that with the gel thing and the gel cap. The were they Reebok? The LJ. You know remember React Juice? No. Remember that? Oh, yeah. So I think it was man. I don't remember what it might have been Converse. I can't remember which which shoe had it. But Tim Legler told a, a story on NBA Radio the other day of how the React Juice in his shoes started leaking, and there's all <laughs> this green stuff all over the practice court. And then I think Danny Ferry's React Juice shoes also started leaking. So all of a sudden, was that, that was Larry Johnson. That was. Was, was that Larry Johnson or Kevin Johnson's shoes? Oh, Converse, yeah. yeah that was Theodore Converse. being a jerk. I had those. As usual. Uh, those are the last pair of Converse I've owned. Is the best rivalry in sports Waz versus Theodore? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, honestly, guys, like, if, if, you, if you knew the half of the issues that this dog is... <laughs> Like the actual strife that I get a crate <laughs> doesn't seem like much of a rivalry. It seems like Waz is just losing. <laughs> yes, facts. Did you get a crate? Oh no no no! We're not we're not getting a crate. The dog is eight years old. It's so? over that, and his mom just <laughs> his mom just doesn't believe in disciplining him. It's just uh, let Ted do what he wants to do because uh, he's gonna die soon anyway. Uh, oh. oh. So basically, Ted is Dwayne Wade's career. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's what was man, the hair? Wow. Different kinds uh, of talking. What, yeah. what was the hair? I, didn't, I, I saw a picture of the hair this morning. That's a w- odd decision on your way out. He, he lost a bet, right? Like, that has to. 36 D, years D old. braids? 38, whatever. Deep braids. <laughs> Dwayne braids. I'm not happy to admit that back in his Miami days, man, I used to call him Knee Wade, man. Wow. You came for Dwayne <laughs> LeBron stand. That's the most likely to do. The play was He's going a, after Chris Bosh, was? That's what you were supposed Wade. to do. I used to call him Knee Wade because he just felt like, you know, in big series, he was always hurt. He was always hurting himself. Yeah, because he had to carry LeBron. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, he, he had to carry Shaq. Yeah, okay. Well, he did do that. That's right. Shaq is pretty big. Yeah. So I was uh, I was at the Hornets game. Mike Michael Jordan owns the Hornets, guys. I don't know if you know this, but um, <laughs> uh, it's like a beekeeper. Maze, Maze, the 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 Warriors beat um beat the Hornets last night. Somehow and I didn't overcame see Strauss. 
Yeah. Um, I didn't see Strauss. Uh, you know, I think he's uh, Marcus Thompson, like all these folks just no. ghosted. No, the, the Strauss is too big time to be schlepping through the Charlotte airport at this point. He's a national guy now. If you didn't he, know, he doesn't love Bojangles enough. <laughs> they did. Um, so Steph, Steph hooked him up with, I think it was Steph might've been Quinn cook, but hooked him up with uh, cookout. Does anyone know about cookout? Oh, I was just of course. About cookout. Cookout fire. I was talking uh, with Sam and Andy last night about cookout. Cause they were talking about people who don't like in and out. Well, I don't think in and out's very good. I think it's good. I think oh it's good. Oh my God. Dave, I gave you an in and out burger. I'm not saying you have to take the it. best burger. I've had an in and out burger. If I gave you an in and out burger right now and you, you would say, I don't think this is very good. No, no, no you would say it's good. Yeah, it's fine. It's not Especially, uh, on, objectively cook- good. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you got to get the burger how I get it. Just cheese, meat, grilled onions, ketchup, it's, it's and the sliced chilies. Well, they don't have That's, ketchup at In-N-Out. See, all right. So this is the how did issue we go with, from for East Coast people with Michael with Jordan goat debate to cookout in and out you, cookout. Yeah, you said charlotte somebody Listen. said bojangles here we are well, this is bojangles. so <laughs> twitter we go but, in and right. out and then just here's, well, no, here's what i'll tell you being an east coast guy and going to the west coast and having cookout i don't know how to order i think that 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 mm-hmm. might be part of the yeah. problem yes. i don't have somebody there to hold my hand and say hey order you should get it like this order that's all i get is i get a regular cheeseburger or a double cheeseburger yeah and it's fine double the meat it's fine it's not like this amazing, like, I, I thought it was going to be this life-changing thing. It's fine. No, nah, but that's... You see, there is no fast food burger that's a life-changing thing, though. Well, We're right, but you know, people like, talk up In-N-Out quite a bit. I, I'd take cookout over In-N-Out. Okay, but but fast food fries, the fries at Checkers or Rallies, those are life-changing fries, guys. I, I'm still going to go, I'm still going to go McDonald's. McDonald's still McDonald's has the best fries life-changing, in the game. You know, fries. Life-changing. Still the best in the game, man. Uh, Damn, I just I'm, I'm a Burger bite, King guys. guy myself. For the what? Oh, they're yeah. pretty good too. Oh, uh, no, crispy hey, oily. I like the crispy oily. Where it has like a is uh, is two French fries from Burger King shaped as an L. That's the big <laughs> number. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's a letter. But it's two oh. fries. Two fries. Okay, uh, what were you saying, Tom, <laughs> about Michael Jordan? Yeah, and takeaways <laughs> from last night's uh, Charlotte and Golden State. Yeah. Game. Um, uh, there wasn't really much of import in that game, but I did come home from it and then watch the last few minutes of the LeBron Memphis debacle. Um, and I don't know, guys. It seems like the LeBron, uh, the Br- LeBron on the Rip brink the of missing off, the playoffs. Rip the bandaid off, Tom. Listen, I, just, <laughs> I went through their schedule this morning. Do it, Tom. I went through their schedule this morning. And uh, they need to Look go like uh, on Tom's face. They've got 22 games left, and I I pegged them best case scenario at 43 wins. I don't think that gets them into the playoffs. They need to go at least 15 and seven. Right, I mean, 15 and, and seven. Everyone else goes 500. So I went through the schedule, and you know this is obviously non scientific. I gave them all the the crap games. So I gave them when they played the Grizzlies game Memphis. again, <laughs> right? I gave them the Pelicans game on Wednesday. I, so any team that's uh, Worse than them, I just gave them the win, gave them losses to Denver and Milwaukee, whatever, and had them split like four wins. <laughs> Dude, I had them at eleven and eleven. That's, That's splitting with the Clippers. Man. I know it's gonna be a slog. I don't think Look, they're gonna do it all season long. I've been like, I trust LeBron. LeBron will be, yo, we were picking Same. LeBron, we're picking LeBron, and then it, after this weekend, I, I 
put in my article for the athletic click clack uh, clack maybe our rankings <laughs> i said my predictions they're not going to make the playoffs and if you look right now like if you think they're going to make the playoffs and granted it's a different star at the top of this of these two teams they have the exact same record as the minnesota timberwolves do you yep, think yeah. the, do you think the wolves have a chance of making the playoffs no, i don't exactly so why, no. why do we think the Lakers do? Because LeBron, which is fair, but they're not making the playoffs. Also, but, we have to like the strength of schedule does matter. Like the the Kings and Clippers have a much easier schedule the rest of the way because they got their hard stuff out of the way early. And there's this this sense that the Clippers uh, mailed in the season when they made these trades. But they're not playing like it. No, not at all. At all. And 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 it's a stark contrast because they're playing hard. Right. <laughs> right. Like it's it's this thing with like, you know, back in back when Tibbs was with the Bulls and they were trotting out the likes of Nate Robinson as the Robinson. I don't know why I call him Robertson, like he was Oscar. Um and they were <laughs> trotting out him as their leading scorer or this Indiana team right now, where you have these teams that just straight up play hard every single game, every single quarter. The Lakers are the anti that. They don't play hard as if they've won the last four championships. Like they're the 2 Lakers or something. It's like, no, 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 no. You're the 2019 Lakers. You sucked last year. All you did was add LeBron. Can we clarify this? Because there are Lakers that are playing hard. There are some who are playing hard on defense. Okay. There's a couple. Yeah. A lot of them are playing hard on offense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but on LeBron activated playoff mode. And that apparently well, one just means... quarter against the Rockets. <laughs> no, no, no. Play- no, no, you guys are you guys are reading this playoff mode completely wrong. Okay, <laughs> he activated playoff mode because they're not going to be in the playoffs, so he's playing like a lottery team. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't LeBron? All right, listen, if you're realistic and you're the the Lakers, I mean, which I guess realism and the Lakers don't really go hand in hand. But would you just look at this and say, all right, LeBron, time to get some rest. We're just going to go ahead and set you. Nah, come back the rest next the year. Last, the last week. Nah. Now. Nah. Improve those end. lottery nah. odds. I think, I think maybe you start, like, you know, you know, trying to trip them a little bit on the court. Wait, do the Lakers own their pick this summer? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's so what I'm saying. They do kind of have that's an incentive. Hey, LeBron. LeBron, that groin's not feeling great. Isn't that so weird that, like, we don't know if teams are tanking or not. That's what Isn't I'm that saying. so crazy? Waz like, is going, is going oh man, let's get that 1.9% chance of winning oh, the lottery. Hold on, hold on now. Hold on now. You know, you, you get yourself a 10th pick and you start packaging it with BI and, and there's nothing going on. 10th pick? <laughs> it is, it's Zach, nice. I don't know if you heard, but it's a loaded draft. 1 to 10. <laughs> don't get 11. 11 just right. Right. But Zion's going to fall to 10th now that he's uh, hurt his knee, right? So that, that's how the Lakers will get him. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, it, I, I I don't know, man. Like, for me, it's just like I worry about the mileage. I worry about, I mean, the groin injury, right? Like, those things take a long time to heal. He's clearly not right. But the thing is, the reason why I don't believe any of this crap is, look, I I know the Rockets game was one small sample size. It's just that when LeBron just takes Clapella on a switch off the dribble and just dunks on him, that's all I need to know. Like, you're not trying yeah, for real. But you, you know, you that dunk didn't look that great. Bad moments, right? It's not about the dunk. It's about he went hard. 
Yeah, but like you could t- you could tell that he wasn't like full capacity. Like that dunk didn't look like vintage LeBron elevation and all that. Like he okay, went really it, hard, but he it, can't do that because of his body. You're right 27. Now. Yes, he doesn't get as high as he did. But that's my point is that he got by him. He's not even doing that. Like when he's at the rim, it's because he po- he backs some dude down. He's not trying to dribble past me. Like he's not going hard, yo. In, in 2014, I did a story about how LeBron was coasting, and in the regular season, and uh, someone from the from the Heat was like, "Go call him out on his uh, on his defensive numbers." So I went up to LeBron and I was like, "Yo." Look at these numbers. You have a lower, a worse block rate than Kyle Korver and a worse steal rate than Kyrie Irving, which is kind of funny in retrospect. But, um, <laughs> but I was like laying out all these stats about LeBron. Like, I mean, it's hard not to say that you're coasting. I mean, this is that you're not coasting. This is, I mean, look at this. And he goes, you think I'm coasting? You think I'm coasting? See me on Wednesday. I'll show you coasting. So his implication was like, Next Wednesday, the Wednesday game against the Wizards, he was going to show me who's coasting. They got blown out by like 25. (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me of, uh, remember when Raja Bell clotheslined Kobe in the playoffs, right? And everyone's like, oh man, just wait till next game. Kobe's going to come out and destroy it. I think Kobe was terrible. The Lakers got blown out or something like that. It's like, maybe this whole like, uh uh-oh, you pissed this guy off. Maybe that's all just bullshit. (laughs) None of it matters. It it works sometimes, but like other times it's not, it's not like if LeBron wants to, if LeBron says he's going to go all out, it's not always uh, the case. Um, And you know what? Like, the that last game, the last few minutes, they got that weird, uh, the weird no, uh, the weird um, uh, backcourt violation that wasn't called not backcourt, but a uh, shot clock violation. What do you, what do we even call it? The eight, 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 violation, violation. Eight, eight second violation, which was clearly a violation. Um, and then LeBron got the charge call on the other end. Hold on to yep. fair, Tom. Once it gets closer to ten seconds, I think it's I think it just resets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there, there was but like defensively, like, defensively, yeah. like the thing about LeBron is, and Winhurst has, has written about this before, is that he strategically rests on defense and strategically rests is just means you're not playing defense. That's right. The, and so when you look at the, the defensive rating for the, for the Lakers have been in, in the, 25 years. Yeah, it's been bad. And I think <clears throat> we talked about this uh, like a couple years ago with Cleveland when they were like the worst defense in the second half of the season, which is like LeBron is setting the tone. If you're not going to rotate or if you're not going to try hard defensively, Nobody why else. would Kyrie? Why yeah. would Kevin Love? And so I think that's what's happening here with the Lakers is like LeBron might be strategically resting because he's got to play on a on an iffy groin maybe or, or play right. 40 minutes. And it's just they're they're not on a string. They're not. So, and Sam p- pointed it out to me. He was like, right before LeBron got injured, they started playing defense again. If you remember, yeah. to start the season, the defense was what it looks like right now. And then they went and got Tyson Chandler and all these other things happened. And they started playing good defense, not like world-beating defense, but good defense. And they were looking like a team that's like, oh, this is a pretty good team. Then LeBron hurt his groin and you know, Lonzo's hurt too, who's, I guess, their best defensive player at this point. Even though I think Ingram is probably the best defensive player. Um, but, like, yeah, now they're back to just being what they were in the beginning of the season. And since they LeBron, say you had a stat. Since LeBron has come back from this groin injury, uh, of players that have played over 15 minutes a game, he is the second slowest in the league on defense. His average no. speed 
The slowest is Dirk Nowitzki. He's, that's the only reason. <laughs> and that's the big number. Dirk, that's the only it. reason. Oh, no, they, right, they, so there was that, a game two two games ago where LeBron literally came to the corner of half court, the corner for a possession, and just oh, stood there for like three seconds. They put up a shot, and he just walked on back. That was the Rockets game. Yes. It, was, <laughs> it was the and it was the first three plays he didn't cross half court to get back on defense. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, playoff mode officially <laughs> activated. <laughs> but last <laughs> night there was a play where he was guarding Bruno Caboclo. You know who? Who? Perennial All Star. <laughs> two years those away from being Bruno, two years Bruno, away. Bruno Caboclo is Brazilian for Ben Simmons. That's it. Well, <laughs> anyway, so he's got the ball in the Brazilian is definitely a All language right. too. Yes. Now, fair. He can't. He's not really a good shooter. So LeBron played off, but he played off in the paint. Bruno hits the three, and then LeBron took turns around and shrugs at everybody else like they were supposed to do something. That's your man. Well, all right. I took that. I didn't take that as him shrugging at everyone else. I took that as him going, eh, what are you going to do? That's uh, Okay. Like, all right. And you might be right, but that's how I viewed the situation. His body like language a, is well, horrific right now. It's hilarious. That's what it is. <laughs> he got post-up position in that Rockets game and they didn't throw him the ball. And he just, I mean, it turned around and just was like, whatever. I, it, it's, I don't know. It, man. Was, it was like a KCP air ball too. I remember yeah. that play. He was like so upset. Yeah, and then LeBron last night, you know, you think, okay, maybe LeBron's going to pull it out, and then he shot that that deep three air ball. It just isn't there this year. The legs just aren't under. I don't know, man. I, I remember like, being pretty curious during the summer why he signed a four-year deal, and now I bet you he's pretty <laughs> curious why he signed a four-year deal. He gave up <laughs> nah, all his leverage. Because he's there. I, he's nah, Space Jam two and three, and then, you know. I don't think he's that worried about it, bro. I just don't like it. Just the, well, the the Laker move to me seemed like I'm really don't care about. Like I want to win, obviously. I hope they put the best team together, but it's not an imperative at this point. But he, his comments now don't seem like that. It seems like he expected so much more, and and he's just ripping everybody. Like if he really was realistic about the situation that he was going to, and the team that he was joining. He wouldn't be reacting like this. Well, he didn't he think this was going like to be the team. Let's just let's just throw it out there. Like he he is expected. I mean, last year when when the Cavs flipped half the roster at the trade deadline, right? Like that's what he thought was going to happen. Also, but if if you guys remember the first Cleveland season back, th- there was a lot of this type of chirping going on from LeBron to the fit in, not out. Blah, blah. Yeah, it's just the players were better. And might I add, they almost went down three one to the freaking Bulls that year. You know, like it, it happened to work out pretty decently in Cleveland. But it's the same deal, right? Like the players just were a little bit better and they got to play in the East. And so there was a little bit less urgency, especially in that particular Eastern Conference. But this is all the same stuff. (laughs) Does LeBron get knocked for how easy the East was the whole time he was there? Like the the run of eight straight finals, right? Like it's an indictment on the East as much as it is praise for him. Like it's an accomplishment for sure. sure. But like no one stepped up in eight years and took him down. I don't think it diminishes what he does because we've had lulls in conferences before and no one did what he did. Right. Like, so I think, Mm -hmm. I think it's justifiable to support and appreciate what he did. But man, like that's why this whole time, like, like basketball hipsters want to be like, well, the East is actually not as bad as we think. No, it is. These sucks, man. Even now, <laughs> East has five good teams right now, and the rest of them suck. 
Like as much as I like this Nets team, they're not very good. They're just good because they can feast on these really bad teams in the East and boost up their numbers a little bit. I think they'll be good next year. I think they're dangerous. I think they're fun. But the rest of it, like, we're buying Orlando and Washington and Miami and Charlotte. Yeah, last night, (laughs) team stink. Fitz Fitz asked me last night on the broadcast, he's like, hey, so we're here in Charlotte. Who do you think is the team that's going to come out of this, like, East, uh, make it in the East playoffs here, you know, (laughs) at the bottom of the playoff picture? I'm like, I couldn't even fake an answer. I was like, I mean, I, I mean, what are we Miami, Charlotte, Orlando, throw them in a hat, whatever, yeah. and then throw that hat in the dumpster. <laughs> like I can't get behind like a real answer. Um, but all right. So, but on the other, on the other side of the coin, shouldn't this make what Steph has done the last few years? Like, even more impressive. I, no, I listen, I know no, oh, so you're gonna here, knock him because of KD. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. <laughs> I mean, we that's 73 not- wins. No, hold on, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, Dave, I'm with you in spirit, but oh. do we need to keep pumping up Steph? Like, I'm yeah, all in on I love Steph. Steph might Steph's be my favorite player, player right league. now. Not named Ricky Davis, right? Like he's <laughs> he's he's incredible, but we don't like we know Steph's a great leader. We know Steph's as accomplished as anyone in this generation. Like, Steph's amazing, man. We don't need to use this LeBron stuff to pump no, no, up no, no, Steph. No. But I'm just thinking well, a- abstractly, like historically, right? Like to, to go on the run that they've gone on. I think it's too early to Western try conference. to put Steph into historical significance. I think he'll be there. I think by the end of it, but like it, we're still in the middle of it. So I don't know, like, we don't know when it ends. He could also have a really interesting late career role as just a shooter on a really good team. And, you know, some would would say that's what he is now. (laughs) Steph barely beat Amon Shumpert. And Deliver Hobo barely beat them. Barely beat them. Then they got KD and started killing people. Oh, Let's relax. Oh, Let's relax. Oh, boy. 73 <laughs> and 9. Relax. But weren't killing people. Uninterrupted. Listen. Hey, 73 and 9. Does LeBron nine, have a shrine? Lost, Tom. And they lost. Does LeBron have a shine, uh, a shrine to uh, Monty Eunice's sweat in his house somewhere? If, if, listen, if you want to do the Golden State Warriors and what they're doing, Yes. Absolutely. What they're doing deserves more praise. It's historical. It's unprecedented. I don't think we'll ever see anything this ridiculous ever again. But the idea that Steph was so unprecedented, I mean, come on, guys. I mean, what's so unprecedented here, bro? Give me a break, man. No, he's the only guy to hit 400 threes in a season. Oh, okay. I mean, Dave, yeah. uh, blink twice if Andy Lou is holding you at gunpoint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, by the way, James Harden on pace for 400 threes. This yeah, season. I know. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. All yeah. right. Let me ask you this, Waz. Um, without KD, if the 73-9 and nine Warriors lost Steph for the entire next season and he decided to go play golf on the PGA Tour. Oh, shit. That – that Warriors team, how many wins? That seventy-three and nine Warriors team before KD gets there, replace him with a league just, average. Just Clay and Draymond and Harry Barnes. Yeah. Wait, so, so we're Kemba going back Walker. to two thousand seventeen. That team is the, the the maybe the Detroit Pistons right now. That team stinks. Do you remember the ninety-four Lakers? I mean, uh, sorry, the ninety-four Bulls. Yes, they had yeah. a guy named Scottie Pippen on that team. Mm. You hold they on, fifty-five and twenty-seven. You think you think Iggy Dalla, um, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green are, are the you're, t- you're talking out of both sides of your mouth because you're saying it's not Steph. I'm it's saying it's KD, Steph, but also yes. without oh, Steph, they yes. 
Yes. I'm saying it's KD. I got a, I got a number I'm for you. I'm saying it's Watch. KD. I'm sorry. The guy's just as good as LeBron. I'm sorry. Yes. I mean, fucking D is what how many, this team how many double teams? Are. How many double teams did KD face in the finals last year? None. Two. Oh, there you go. Steph Curry, 40 times. Bro, but the same can be said for Steph Curry. But he plays point guard. So you can put two on the ball more easily that way. That's just a function of offense. Yeah, but in that system, it's not like he's walking the ball up all the time. Like KD is not what makes this team unreal. Oh, my God. It's not Iguodala. (laughs) And when they had Harry Barnes, they were a beatable team. It took the flukiest comeback in NBA history to beat them. And a, All right, and like, a dick punch. But at the same right. time, KD takes them to another level. Like, right. both yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not knocking KD. Unfair. Well, when I say they were beatable, they were down 3-1 to OKC, and then they lost to Cleveland. This wasn't some team that just couldn't be stopped. What are we Dude. talking about? What like why do we have to act like KD doesn't make this team insane? I don't get that. Well, he because does. I think we are saying that. You're saying that the reason why they're great is because of KD. What I'm saying is they were great before KD got there. Right. They were a different type of great. And they're going to be great <laughs> next season. <laughs> that, that's my point, though. Like, we can't act like, well, Steph's run the last three. No. The run, like, the same way we denigrate KD's accomplishments since he got here, we can do the same shit to Steph. I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> it, it goes the same way. It goes the same way for me. We call KD shit easier and easier to attain because he's on the Warriors. Same goes for Steph. Your goals are easier to reach because KD's on your team. What? Like, why is that so hard to comprehend, bro? I don't get that. Like, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying Steph hasn't been amazing. And whatever, if you want to put him equal parts, the reason what they do as KD, that's cool. But, like... We do, if KD's going to get knocked, if KD's going to have his accomplishments denigrated because he's on a ridiculous team, we can do the same thing to Steph. I don't see why not. See, What's I don't so think bad about either that? one of those guys should yeah. be knocked for. Exactly. It, right? like that narr- I'm tired of that narrative for both of them. Like yeah. People who trash KD because he joined the Warriors are just like – Really unhappy with people being greatness. You know, with oh, Maze, I thought you were going a different unbiased. way. I thought you were going a different way, Maze. I thought you were going to go LeBron on them. Like they still uh, have to go home to their their. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the only people who knock down KD are people who have to go back to their I job, mean, and wake up every morning, and be miserable. Yes, yes. I, I think. I mean, was I hear what you're saying? Um, but Steph did beat that that KD team, the OKC. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And, and Steph like this, is great. And Steph is one of the all-time greats. He deserves all his roses right now. I would never disagree with that. But God damn, man. Like, yes, your accomplishments get diminished when you're on this particular team. You know, like, it, it's just... Of course it, 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 well, I mean, look it at Draymond. Some people say Draymond isn't that good. He's just good right. because... Yes. Sports, this is right. Yeah. Like, play can't wrong. carry teams, all yeah. this stuff. Like, yeah, like, it, that, what Waz is saying there is correct. Yeah, yeah. Well, going I back think- to Tom's hypothetical, uh, that that seventy three win season was an insane Draymond year, and he hasn't been the same since. He hasn't shot the same since. He hasn't needed to because they have KD now. But like, if we, if they had that level of Draymond and Steph's playing golf, I sure. think they're still a pretty scary team. But but Maze Maze also like that was a fluky shooting year for Draymond. Right. I I agree. He was never. I also think I also think it's his shoulder. And right, I think his shoulder is all screwed up. But yeah. that like, game I'm just seven saying that if we, he put up against Cleveland is one of the – I mean, that's one that of the, the best finals I've seen in my life, dude. I've ever seen. 
he was he would have won Finals MVP if they had won that game. Absolutely. There's no way he doesn't win that because he's yeah. out and they lose, and then he comes back mm-hmm. and he drops like 37 in the in Game Seven. That was nuts. Which goes wish- to show that Draymond better than Steph, right? <laughs> <laughs> no Finals MVPs for Steph, but Draymond would have gotten one. Oh, I hate the finals. Draymond that's, better. That's simple transitive property right there, Tom. That's that's basic algebra there. So I feel like some of us, including myself, um, I feel like I, uh, I include myself in this group of people who are like, Hey, obviously LeBron going to the Lakers means he doesn't care about 2019, but in the moment, it still is surprising me that this Lakers team is not going to make the playoffs. Like I, I wrote, I wrote about it being like, Hey, you know, like with this team, this Lakers team, it's not going to be, it's not going to be a championship caliber team. I I didn't predict they were going to make the playoffs, but I always set the expectation is it's all about the summer of 2019. It's all about this summer of 2019. And now that it's happening, now that it's real, that we're seeing that LeBron is getting beat by the Memphis Grizzlies and Joakim Noah. uh, (laughs) It's incredible. Like it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible to watch. It's just, I, um, I, I I didn't think LeBron playing 40 minutes a night for this team when they lose to the Pelicans without Anthony Davis. And then they lose the Memphis Grizzlies with, their team um, that this Jonas. was, was going to really happen. So it's happening. I, I can't believe he's going to miss the playoffs. Like this, this is like the well, wildest development this season is, is that like, we're going to have the playoffs without it's, LeBron. It's not is just it that he's going to miss the play. Yes, of course. Come on, Mace. Yeah. Students, he, 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 he tore his growing up. Like, yeah, he was that, out a I long mean, time. that counts. That counts. Sure. But it's still, it's still crazy on, that he's not going to make it though. Like, and, and it's not just that he's not going to make it. He's not going to make it because the Clippers and Kings are going to make it. That's right. the crazy part. Yeah, like he yeah. can't beat the Clippers and Kings out. The middle of the West being s- so much better than we all anticipated, I think, has played into this. I wouldn't say better than we anticipated. Well, the, nobody thought the Kings were going to win forty something games. Yeah. No, no, but no, but it's not. It's not who it is. Like the amount of teams was always going to be this good. Yeah. Right? Okay. Right. 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 But like we I mean, thought I thought Memphis the Lakers gonna were going to be, be the top maybe, half maybe of the middle. The cast. Yeah. Maybe it's the cast who's who's there, but it's not the number of teams that are sure. That, Right. But, yeah, but yeah. that that middle is like it looks differently than I expected. I thought sure. the Lakers with LeBron would be like the five seed, six seed, something like that. So th- I thought they would be at the top half of the middle rather than the bottom half of the middle. I mean, here's my question: Is like Tom, do you think that if LeBron doesn't get hurt, but all this trade stuff still happens in the in the like, where do you think they are? Oh, I think they're in much better position. LeBron's really good. So like, I think right. the groin, not only the missing the games, but I think in general, just coming back from that groin injury said sapped, sapped a lot of his LeBron-ness, you know? So 
the like for him, he probably feels like I got to like a James Harden move where I got to save all my energy for the offensive side. And so defensively, I just got to I got to put up my legs. Also, right? at I the gotta, time of the injury, they were in the midst of the best stretch of the season. Yeah. Right. Yes. Like they, they were the Warriors on Christmas. They were, quote unquote, rolling. Right. And 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 so that that has to be said, too, like they were playing the best ball. And like we said before, they were playing defense, which is nice. Uh, and then the injury happened, and it's like, you know, the same Lakers team last year that we watched struggle, and it's a bunch of young guys. And, you know, the proof is in the pudding. And, by the way, like, somebody like Brandon Ingram, I actually think he's taking a step forward this season, right? Yeah. He's, had an, he's been nice Recently. since the All-Star break. I Try to tell people he's good, man. I, th- I think he's Christmas, he's been, he's been fantastic. And Nate yeah. Jones pointed it out on Twitter. He was like, we would think a lot differently of Brandon Ingram if he – one didn't play on this Lakers team with LeBron, and two got to play with shooters. Because like right. right now, he's impossible to keep out of the paint. I, I, so I made like, a joke. If he actually played with a spread floor, he would look incredible. Yeah, I, I think that if you look at Giannis's numbers at twenty, and again, I don't think Brandon Ingram is going to be Giannis. Okay, so right pump the brakes. But <laughs> okay. you go look at the numbers, and it's similar. Aggregate it. Uh, yeah. It's similar, <laughs> but like, if you think about the way that they play, like Brandon Ingram with the ball in his hands is not bad. And he gets to the basket at will against a lot of guys that are trying to guard him. Um, he's got that, that crazy length. Now he doesn't have the build that, that Giannis, you know, even back then had, um, but it's not crazy to think that this guy couldn't be, you know, 80, 85% of Giannis. That's a good player, man. This I is, think he's on his way to all-star births. If he's in a situation, he needs to go to a good team. Next to like, LeBron. Right. You know, I, if he could go, like if he could go to, I mean, I say this every time he go to San Antonio, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> right. I don't know. That team can't win for shit right now. Yeah. That yeah. Team's but, terrible. but I mean, can like, can new Orleans make it work with him? I don't know, man. Maybe. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, what's with that imagine, new regime going to look like? LeBron, you're like, you couldn't have done this like a few months earlier. Yeah, his trade value's gone up, though, right? Like, so I mean, for the Lakers, they might actually have a little bit more ammo. Well, just it's because like, of how good it's he almost looks. like playing with confidence and believing that the team that you're on, like you're gonna be there for the future, makes you better at basketball. It's weird that, like, no, I think that's the opposite. With, with the uh, I think Brandon Ingram, and this is one of the most impressive things to me about him, uh, his mental makeup. With all of this stuff happening, that guy just said, "No, nah, man, I'm gonna hoop," and and he yeah. just went after it. And he's been really, really good. Um, I mean, I, they would be a lot worse off if he wasn't playing like this. He's made three three-pointers in each of his last two games. The last time he made multiple three-pointers in a game, multiple, so more than one, was uh, December 5th. Man, if he could Wait, get sorry, his three, he shoot him. Uh, November 23rd. If he, he can get his threes nope. to be, to like thirty four percent, same with Giannis, right? You know, like, you like he would average, just be straight. insanely good, bro. But he had one last night that he got to walk into, and it's a totally different shot than when he's trying to spot up. And he's not a guy like having him out there with LeBron, and we've seen it all season. Like they just don't work well together, or at least Ingram doesn't function well off of LeBron. Like having him spot up, that's just that's terrible for him. You want him with the ball in his hands, trying to facilitate for others, maybe as a secondary playmaker where he can get moving on cuts and things like that. But being able to walk into a three, his shot looks so much better than it does when he's just standing in the corner and he's doing that weird thing with his leg. I don't know. I think he's going to be good. And I was kind of out on him, but I think he's going to wind up being good. I'm glad to be wrong about it. 
So, so we're the not conversation Brandrew Wiggins anymore. Well, I said if you combine Andrew Wiggins and, and Brandon Ingram, you just have skinny Andrew Wiggins. I'm not going to front. I, I I was very down on Brandon Ingram, but that's because when he came into the league, people were comparing him to KD, and that yeah. just pissed me off. Uh, all right, we got to stop. Yeah, I know, I know, stop Zach. I know. Also, if, I know, he, if he wasn't the number two pick. You're mad at the people making the comparison, right. not Brandon but, Ingram. No, I wasn't mad, but that's the thing. My, my disposition going in is like, it's like, come on. Oh, okay. KD, next KD. Fuck out of This here, is the right? thing. This is the thing. Austin <laughs> Rivers in high school gets called the best guard prospect since Kobe Bryant. They'll be like, oh, you think he's Kobe Bryant? Andrew Wiggins, he's the best prospect since LeBron James. Oh, you think he's LeBron? Oh, oh, he's not LeBron, so he sucks. Not everybody no, can be Luka Doncic, okay? Right, exactly. But not everybody made the can be anointed at 12 years old and that, still exceed expectations. That person sucks. Not that's Andrew fair. Wiggins, not Brandon Ingram, not <laughs> Austin Rivers. Like, the person who made the comparison, that's the person who's bad at his job, not this other person. But here's another thing that happened, though, too, is that because I wasn't living out here, I didn't have to watch West Coast games as much as I do now. And then last year, when I moved here, last season, I was like, oh, this kid has, like, skills. Like, he he has a – he's, like, good at a lot of things. He's not great at anything yet, but he has so many tools in the, in the toolbox that he can use. Um, and, you know, I turned around on him last year, but now, you know, that he's been put into a different context, not of, like, oh, what type of player will he be? Like, what type of contribu- contributor will he be for the Lakers? It's like, what kind of prospect is he as far as a package that gets us – you know, to where a guy who's amazing can play with LeBron and we care about competitive basketball in L.A. now. Like, he's not being seen through the prism of what is he going to be going down the line for the team that he's on. It's like, yeah, how good can he look now so that teams will want to trade for him? You know, and it sucks. Uh, Ethan is available, guys, just so we want to add him to the mix. Let's, let's do it. Rob. Rob, get on that. Can I ask you guys a question? Mm. So, why if if AD really wants to come to the Lakers when he's a free agent, which you know he's backed off now, and now he says he just wants to go to any team. But if he if he's with Rich Paul and Rich Paul is really LeBron's inside man, and AD's coming to the Lakers, what would that be twenty twenty? Uh, why would you gut the team of supporting play? Doesn't that make it like a Carmelo because situation? Not, because it's not that. Because the plan is was always trade for a guy. Sign another really team. good and then sign another guy. Well, you want to they want to actually sign a guy and then trade for a guy. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. Ideally, yeah. you want to sign Kawhi and then trade for Anthony Davis. Right. right. Or right. sign that's the whoever trade for AD. Like that's always in the case. They Smith, wanted to use right. but their. But he's not a free agent. They wanted Smith to use their cap space this summer and then use the pieces that they've accumulated to bring in the third guy. And then it's like, all right, we got our three. We fill in the rest and we're good, which is actually a decent plan. It's just, you know, when you when when the when the play is, yo, I'll sign with the Lakers anyway, and teams know well shit. The Lakers can't wait till 2020 to use their cap space on you. That's what's making okay. this whole thing muddled. Yeah, so you know, they, they don't the, have the, the, the time. Ryan turns 35 next December, by the way. Just like mm-hmm. throw that out there. So I'm just already, keeping track. I'm just keeping track of the wazisms. I, I think and we're good is a wazism and and da 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 is a wazism. I like the da da da. I would say something is a, a Straussism, but I can't spell all the letters in that word. I can't pronounce it. I want 
the listeners of this podcast to keep track of the Wazisms. That's that's my humble <laughs> request to all of you because there are a lot of, there are a lot of great ones, and I'm thinking of a few of them. I think I like keeping track of Wazisms and uh, Nate Duncanisms. Those are my two favorites. What's the Nate Duncanism? I need one. Shoots an easy ball in in the competitive. <laughs> portion of the game the competitive uh, that is, portion. in so the competitive is, portion of the i don't switchy. know if this is a nate duncan is duncan is i mean it's something he says but it uh i think he's gonna pick up that option that <laughs> <one>. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the best that's the best one easily like yeah carmelo anthony who we're pretty sure is gonna pick up that option yeah <laughs> uh, i don't know what of, of any larue isms but we, we should keep track of these we should keep track of these i want to hear this in the discord i want to hear the idiosyncrasies uh that, that that people are voicing out there anyway what are you guys talking about i i i've crashed this particular party what's going talking on about ben, brandon ingram is actually a good player but he can't play with lebron so it doesn't matter interesting um, <laughs> um lebron's missing the playoffs and then you know the silver lining being they that they get a better lottery pick so more trade chips <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, everybody talks that LeBron can't miss the playoffs, can't miss the playoffs, and I just wonder. I don't know why, right? I mean, whose legacy will suffer less than LeBron's for missing the playoffs? Yeah, Does it? Nobody. It doesn't. Matter. Doesn't really matter. They're not winning the championship. If you don't win the championship, they, you might and, as well miss the. And Ethan, they are so clearly not winning the championship. <laughs> like, it is so obviously not going to happen. Oh. Of course it's not going to happen. What? Well, hang on. Let me ask you. Are we talking though. about the Warriors or the Lakers? The Lakers. <laughs> now, I don't think I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but if they somehow got the seven seed. Yeah, the seven seed. But that's the thing. They need to get the seven seed. Seven seed making the playoffs, playoffs is the eight seed and getting swept isn't good for you right. either. They'd lose well, to the Western, makes Western the Conference playoff Finals. interesting. Like when I when I would go on Lebetard show and I'd be like, you know, the, the they could make some noise. They could make some that's noise. It. That's it. That's what that's what it they're is. like. What does that mean, Haberstro? <laughs> make some noise? Yo, yeah, yeah, I know. They could make some noise. You know? The thing about LeBron in the playoffs that like people don't understand. It's like he was coasting in the playoffs. Every other game against Indiana, he coasted. And yes. they ended up going seven freaking games with these dudes. Like he yeah. did that against Indiana. The they they ended up playing um I'm talking about Indiana last year with Oladipo yeah. and all of that. Yeah, they yeah. ended up playing Toronto in the second in the Here, Here's second. a subversive question. I don't want to call it too early because maybe I've done it in the past where I've thought I, I I've called it too early. We all say consensus LeBron is the best player in the NBA. Are we just kind of lying because we really want somebody to supplant him? We, 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 there's that in, the incumbent. With KD and Steph when he's playing hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. won NBA finals last when year. Yes. Yes. He's just mm-hmm. as good as any of those two guys. That was when terrifying. He's playing hard. Yeah. So that's a good observation that that, that, the, that that your regular season performance used to be just a perfect proxy for how good you are as a player. And that's just no longer true. That's the only no person who, who that's true about is Giannis right now. It hasn't hmm. been true since I want to say like 2014. Then again, Olajuwon might've been the, one of the first of these guys where the regular season, Olajuwon was not playoffs. Olajuwon. I think he might've been the first. 
but that might've been fasting. I don't know when, when the fasting occurs. So that might've had something to do with it, but he, I think is one of, and we never talk about Hakeem this way for whatever reason. We never talk about him. He was worse in the playoffs or better in the playoffs, better in the playoffs. Better in the playoffs. We, we, we don't talk about him as a guy who kind of gave lackluster regular season effort and then showed you what he really was in the playoffs, but he, he only won an asterisk t- uh, seasons. Either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Michael Jordan means that those <laughs> titles don't count. He's a bum. Yeah. Bulls would have won eight straight. I do think Ewing sucks, though. I don't think Ewing's very good at all. <laughs> wow, wow, that's last his knees out in the uh, in the early nineties. I yeah. think uh, once the knees left him, he he was he became good. a jump shooter. But you know what? He was a good jump shooter. Ewing yeah. had a beautiful fadeaway jump shot, and yeah. uh, she gave a him little credit. elbow they guy. Got, they got blocked by Muggsy Bogues once, by the way. Yeah. Disgusting <laughs> from behind. Snapple facts. <laughs> did Did anybody have an uglier? kind of finger roll move than you in that lumbering finger roll. I mean, but he missed it. I right? think the Pacers thought it. it looked pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Gen Z knows what I'm talking about. Gen Z gets it. This is like a, this is a, a very much a throwback pod. This is like a pod from 1993 for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. we should just do a year by year pod. Oh, please. 92. Yes. Morning over Shaq. Oh, da, 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 there you go. There you go, Tom. Sing it. Pass the test. <laughs> That's amazing. Ethan, Ethan, we said uh, we were trying to come up with ways to like um, ask a millennial, like, did you ever watch Jordan? Like, did you ever watch Jordan? And we decided that, or I did, that the best test would be, hey, well, how does that NBA on NBC theme go? Like, how does it go? Because they can't Google that shit. Like, they have to like think of it on the spot. You have to have that in your heart. And you know what? I don't just want the NBA and NBC theme that everybody sings. I want that intro. That's how I know you're legit. If you give me the da 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 like I want that lead up. I need that lead up to know that you're legit. Way better than the Westworld intro. Way better. Right, Ethan? Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, I <laughs> get that reference of a mean straw man in me viciously and saying that I was saying that a show couldn't be good with a bad intro. I just think that a the, the good intro, it's good if your show it, has it a good matters. intro. I agree with well, you. I think like, if you look at like late 80s, early 90s sitcoms, if you didn't have a theme song that I want to listen to like today, okay. I can't remember Dave, your show. Dave, it's all a question. We're all thing. What I right, so I wonder the chicken or the egg because I think the quality of the show informs how good the theme song is sometimes or we're biased to think that a theme song was better because it it, it introed a really good show. Is there a bad show that had an amazing intro? So Silver Spoons wasn't a really good show, but it has a, a great call. theme song. Great call. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here we are face to face. But like some like full Kimmy Schmidt. Um, that's not a show that really entertains me too much, oh, but that's a great intro. Really good. Um, or wait, but that's like, uh, that's also like making fun of like internet culture and like the way that news right. clips are remixed. So that, that's a whole different thing. It's, it's a great, it's a great intro song though. I mean, that's an okay show. That's not a bad show. It's hard to come up with a bad show that has a good intro song. Um, I'm sure you don't watch bad shows. And so you yeah. don't remember the intro because it's not ingrained uh, in your head. I just think right. it's all part of the general Pavlovian response to entertainment. And it's a hobby horse of mine that the warriors have done nothing hobby to horse. add um, to the experiments of the, the, the experience of this dynasty, the Jordan bulls, that serious song for the bulls. That's all part of, 
of the Pavlovian memory. You get excited. <laughs> for the He's right, though. That's true. So you're saying that we need to come up with a sound effect every time Steph Curry makes a three so we can enjoy it more? No, Is but those hey, intros were like appointment television. You're using the same intro they used in 2010 when the team was trash. It's when just, they had AC Law? Hold on. Yeah. Aren't the Bulls still <laughs> used? The fourth was. Da-da-da-da-da-da. It's just the same. They run it back. They invest nothing in it. The entire arena has senioritis because they've got this new thing they're working on, which I'll have an article on that coming out, I think, today, uh, depending on when certain people. You always got to do that. So it's always interesting when somebody's getting killed in a quote and you got to go back to the person who was getting killed for a response. That's 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 the sequence I'm in right now. But anyway. Um, I love that I'm, the Miami Heat's like wind song isn't like an EDM mantra. Like it's it's the heat is on, and everyone's just like <laughs> the heat is on. That's from that era of uh, ego superchargers. <laughs> it's uh, that those happy songs. But what I think should be brought back is the terrible 1980s Super Bowl shuffle style rap. I think that's what we need to bring back in general. Or that's what we. I think we need bands. Jingle bells. Like yeah, I, I think the Atlanta Hawks. What I think. We're in a we're in an era of you know what podcast you're clicking on. It tells you who's on the radio. It tell you know when you click on the station, all this stuff. You know what state or, or what channel or what show you're watching on Netflix. Like I don't think we need any intro anymore. I think intros are out. Mm-hmm. You want skip intro oh. button for life. Skip See, intro no. on everything. Like just get into the goddamn show. Get into everything. Like right. I don't you've got need that intro. Do you know? You, you know, like the, the podcast, idea that it's a you know line, like just a warm up. Like you're getting your juices flowing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, agree. I, I, I like a cold open and then a, just a little, a little small interlude as the show starts played <laughs> under the talking. Dude, what what about the intro? Intro? The I like Star Coops, baby. The intro is so long. You can get up, get some water, you know what I'm saying? Go, <laughs> That's like, a good intro, though. You, gotta, you can pause the show, Waz. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's a good intro. I like the Game of Thrones intro quite a bit. Um, I don't know if there's little riddles in it too. I mean, if I'm going top five for intros, I think I got to throw, I got to throw the Sopranos in there. I think that's in my top five. I hate that song, dude. Bosom buddies. buddies. Way too long. I don't like that intro. I don't like the song choice. Uh, it just doesn't do it for me. Family matters. Martin. Okay. Family matters. In living Ooh, color, step by step, step mm. by step. Yeah, those. That's mm. my five. Those are buddies. Everywhere you look, I'm shocked. How can take issue with the Sopranos intro song? Is what I love I'm, the Sopranos intro, so I feel like I, I'm getting pumped. For it doesn't intro. get me pumped up. I don't know. It just like doesn't just vibe for me for whatever reason. Like that, that is. Not sampled it, not because it's a good song, but because it was in the Sopranos. That's fair. That's probably that's probably a good uh <laughs> oh, this moment. Ethan, Ethan the, chat, Sanford and the, Son, which is a great one. Also, and I like the wire revolutionary idea of same intro, different song. Also, greatest greatest American hero is very good as well. Somebody Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ethan, Six Feet Under was the first HBO show to uh, take the kind of stock footage intro that was kind of thematically linked to the show, but that didn't really have anything to do with the show. Ah. Uh, they were the first show to really do that. And then pretty much every HBO intro since Six Feet Under is kind of the same style remixed. Another like yeah. the Westworld intro. I, I, intro I HBO Boardwalk Empire. That intro was god awful. 
Mm, true, <laughs> true on that. But I liked how Six Feet Under had that crazy outro of that intense song. What was that song where, where they the showed final, how all final the song? Yeah, 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 where they showed how yeah. all the characters died uh, in the future. That's Sia, actually. That was yeah, early Sia. Sia. Breathe me. Uh, yeah, that's a that's an epic finisher. That's the best ending of any show ever. But the leftovers that's a story for a different day. Leftovers oh, had a decent song, and they did the wire thing of having a different version right. of it every year. Leftovers, I like that show. <laughs> Just the melodrama of that show, man. I the third season I, of that show was first, excellent. First, I thought the second season was better, but it, oh, the first season oh, was strange. Mad Men. Mad Men, great intro, great intro song. Oh yeah, yeah. too long. It's well, great. Also, it's really good. Too long. Well, the short version of it was the right way Zach, to go. Yes, Zach. Uh, or, so you're you're all for like the lost intro where it's just yeah. like five seconds. Goddamn show, man! I don't care who made it. <laughs> I don't care who's on it. Just give me the action. I don't I mean, like. I don't also... like the intros for players in a game. Get them on the court. Wow, tip it up. You don't like <laughs> player introductions. But you know That's what? Crazy. I I skip Why, player intros as a coach. Other than like, oh man, I love the Bulls intro. Yeah, that was cool in the '90s. It's not a good thing anymore. Oh, come on, like, man. Like, man. No, I let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Introduction. Few moments. Here. You know, you 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 remember some moments from this job and what it's like I'm to be in a building with that kind of energy. And I'm done with. All of it. I remember t- 2016 being at Quicken Loans Arena, being in the concourse hallway as I'm watching the ushers and I'm watching the concessioners sing along to uh, Phil Collins in the air of the night. And you get chills. You get chills. I mean, look, it's all part. It's all part of it. It's all the part of the circumstance. I don't Zach, think you need it. The pageantry of sports, Zach. It's for the show of sports. It's, this is an entertainment product, Zach. The show of sports is LeBron shrugging after he doesn't guard Bruno. That's the that's the Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, for that, I don't need Phil Collins. <laughs> well, the world does need more Phil Collins. Come on. Because the hurt doesn't show that the pain still grows. No stranger to you and me. Ethan, are there any other Golden State stories besides the stadium that KD's not no longer going to open? Oh, well, what, what, like what? What other stories do we have? Hey, well, Ethan, Ethan wasn't at the game last night, but Tom was. How yeah, come yeah. KD so, didn't come out? Like he didn't run out with the rest of the team. He missed out on the little team huddle in the uh, in the tunnel. KD he comes out and stretches too, by himself. By KD also did it in Portland too, by the way. Oh, I didn't see. I didn't notice KD that. Thing. I was just like every other fan seeing that video. Ethan, have you ever noticed that KD doesn't really do huddles like that? Is that something you've seen before? Yeah, I heard he was uh, taking a shit. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. It's like a Triumph the Insult comic dog set up right there. Um, No, I didn't actually hear that, though. Some have theorized that. No, I've noticed that. This this stuff is all very noticeable. I I, I mentioned it. But is that normal, though? Is that something Harry Barnes used to do? Um, Actually, Harry Barnes did do a pregame shit. And I'm, I, I'm trying to remember how it corresponded 
how it corresponded to when when he came out vis-a-vis his teammates. But that was a Harry Barnes tradition to take shit. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, we weren't. We, we don't. <laughs> no, that's not the question. The question was, the question was, was he was late like, to was he late to huddles? Did Harry did he not Barnes participate like, in huddles? Like, did, did we don't, Harry we don't Barnes need to know his bowel movements. Stanchion. <laughs> Oh no no! Harry Barnes never stood over by the stanchion. Hold on, I want to know time. how many times did Harrison Barnes take a shit? Before it? <laughs> every oh, time it though. That, I was every for myself. Oh, Sorry. you can time it. You can time it, Dave. Come on. And I think this has been written about too. By the way, I ran into uh for the Sacramento game about a week or so ago. I ran into Harry Barnes and had a very nice conversation with him. And it's a uh, it's it's. I think he he seems to be happy to be back. Uh, in the in the state of California, I don't know. He's not too upset about it. But anyway, um, Harry, we were going to get an update on Luca. His... Was that a dig, my boy? There was no, there was no dig. There was no, no dig. dig at Luca, but maybe a dig at Texas. Uh, <laughs> look, <laughs> look um, all this stuff. It's a hard thing for fans to process, I believe, because he's playing so well. Durant looks amazing out there. He looks yeah. incredible. He's great. And so, and so if he was playing poorly, then all of this other stuff, we would try to maybe connect it to him playing poorly, but he's instead too good. <laughs> yeah. He's, I mean, he's just, he's just so great that nobody knows to do guard, him like so outwardly unhappy and contemptuous of the situation he's in. So nobody Bro, knows. I- Harden Harden had his little streak of thirty points or whatever forty little consecutive times. Thirty two. Listen, his little listen, streak, his little historic streak, his little streak of little cutesy rootsy streak. Honestly, honestly, when I watch KD and the Warriors, like KD can score thirty. If he really wanted to make that his job on this team, he could do that every single oh, yeah. game. Yeah. He's eight points a quarter forever. If he if he really wanted to be like yo, I'm gonna go out and fuck Harden's record up. He could do that shit tomorrow if he yeah. if he decided to make that his mission because he he just gets 27, 28, and then just goes home. He's a Bitch. steady rain man. Like yeah. he he literally is eight points a quarter for forever. And he is, he'll do it till he's forty if he wants. Isn't it wild that until last season he never scored over forty one in a playoff game? Like I could have sworn like this dude at some point oh, just had like a tough. fifty. Tom, he played with Russ. How is he going to get enough shots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he also, because he's playing with such an unselfish superstar. Yo, like honestly, Steph Curry. honestly, there you go. Katie, yeah, there you Katie go. Katie watching around better. Spin that narrative, Tom. Katie Come on watching now. Russ. Katie watching Russ acquiesce to Paul George and play second wow. fiddle. Yeah. It's like when you break up with a woman yep. and she finally starts going to the gym. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> wow, where was this? Hold on, we know. We know he's not playing second fiddle to Russ right now. Or Russ is not playing back, second fiddle back, to him right now, right? Russ is still leading this team. Yeah. Still first chair violin. He's Russell just allowing Russell. Paul to play more. Right. But, he's yeah. allowing but Paul, Paul George has hit Paul George has hit like forty five points like a bunch of times this year. Like he has. He has if, if thanks KD's, to Russ. Yeah, I know. Because so Russ allows like, him to. Like Russ still runs this organization. Like it's yeah. still like Russ is number one on that team. Yeah. But on the but on the court, Paul George doesn't yeah, have to George. beg for the basketball, which is that's nice. True. Oh, that's true. No, that's I mean a that's step in the right direction is what I'm saying. Absolutely. If they get into a, a series against the Jazz, I wonder if that's still the case because Russ gets in his mind. I gotta go yeah. destroy that Spanish kid, and and he he goes crazy. Spanish kid. <laughs> is he hey, a xenophobe? Last season, though, that is what happened last season. To Zach's point, like that's a no, big. It, part it happens every game. That Russ plays Rubio. He hates Rubio. 
Why? I don't understand that. What the, I've, to, I've told this story before, but it's yeah. because of Rubio's first game. Rubio's first game was against the Thunder day after Christmas during the lockout shortened season. And reporters asked Russ about Rubio and like, oh, man, what do you expect out of this young? Ru-? And Russ got pissed off and from the, and was swearing as we walked out when play, when media availability was over. We're walking out of the locker room. He's swearing like, man, he doesn't even fucking start. Like, why are they asking me about it? Like this rookie, like. <laughs> Like and that's what, and ever since it, every game, he has tried that's to destroy amazing. Ricky Rubio. That, that is, is in a nutshell, man. That is amazing. I was there for it. Like that's what happened. <laughs> and I, guess what? He's he right. Go out, he didn't go out there and try to kill Luke Ridnour, who started the game. Like he tried to kill Rubio. That's who does, it. Who does he hate more? I think him and Dame have a, have an issue. Is that is that? Russ has a, I think that's a everybody. competitive thing, though. Okay. I think that's a. That's uh, they've like gone a, at each other enough, and that's yeah. not Rondo and Chris Paul. I don't no. think so, but I don't know the backs. Like Nate Jones would obviously know the backstory yeah. to that, but I don't like. I'm not. I'm not certain on that. I just know what I've seen with the Russ Rubio thing. Does he hate Rubio okay. more than he hates Reggie Jackson? I don't think no, anybody don't. hates Rubio more than anybody hates Reggie Jackson. Like Reggie Jackson's the <laughs> least likable teammate first, in the world. First three games against Russ, Ricky Rubio goes in 27, 26 minutes, six points. In 18 minutes, zero points. In 22 minutes, zero points. <laughs> Yo, he tried to kill him, man. That's, like he tried to kill him. And here's the thing too, is that game, Rubio comes in with like three minutes to go in the first quarter, his first check-in. He like re- leads all these fun, fast breaks. He's dropping dimes. Like it's the Rick, the the Ricky Rubio rookie experience. Like that's what it, like it was just fun. Russ was seething during that game. Like <laughs> seething. As, like, he's getting the crowd up. He's dropping no look to, to someone. Run, like I think Wes Johnson or Anthony Randolph running the floor. Anthony Randolph dunks it. Rubio's running up and down the floor. The place is going crazy. Whole time, Russ just like laser eyes. Like I'm going to kill this kill dude. This kid. <laughs> whole time. Every time Rubio made a play in that, in that game, I would look at Russ and Russ <laughs> is like frothing at the mat like a rabid dog. Like just couldn't believe it. He was pissed, man. It's and great. every time after that, like he would just come and in that you saw it the other day. He's going into the post against Rubio. Like he's trying to <laughs> bully him. Like he tricky. Oh man. That's but you know, if Rubio did get a lot of hype coming in though. Oh, absolutely. That was he the did big, get a shit like, ton of hype. Rubio's won six out of the last nine matchups against Russ. I'm just yeah. saying. Yo. Including the playoffs, the yeah. playoffs man. Six yeah. uh, six and three against Russ. No, that was, Russ was doing. That would be a really fun. That would be a really fun year. first round. That's I the just, best first round series. That we I just get. hope that, that he doesn't do the. I'm taking 12 threes a game. I'm doing this. I'm that, doing yeah. that. That's, that's the only that's, problem I have with Russ is when he takes threes. I don't care about him taking shots. Like no. it's when he takes threes. Like he's, he should take his mid ranges. He oh, makes kills a decent mid-range. amount Absolutely. enough, and he needs to take a lot to get into a good rhythm. The problem with the pull up threes is it's not possible for him to get into a good he rhythm. He needs to quit the pull up. <laughs> and, and honestly, like if you've watched him this year, I mean, obviously he's struggling shooting, but when he's spotting up, like off of Paul George, and he ca- gets a catch and shoot, he's making those. I mean. You know, at least recently, I, I think he's starting to feel better. Like you can, I, you can see. Yeah, he's got I mean, a little I, bit more I do lift. think the knee was like we've talked about yeah. this, Dave. Like I think the knee has been an issue for him this year because he's yeah. missing, like he's missing layups in weird ways. He is missing. He is missing at the. Well, cup. what's funny is he's actually finishing at the basket better this season than than in a long time. But yeah, but it's he's the missing. Misses. 
Right. The misses look weird. Yeah. Uh, the free throws are the weirdest part to me. And, and if he was making his That's free throws, crazy. if he was making his free throws at his normal clip, we would, none of us would think any, Oh, he's just having a little bit of a down shooting. Dave, area. it's not just miss m- missing those free throws. It's getting to the free throws. Yeah. There's well, a right. lot. I'm not saying a lot of the Rondo thing, but his he's free throw attempts are he's going down. Because you think he's, you think he's avoiding the line? He's avoiding contact. Wow. And yeah. and the thing is too, it's not like LeBron where on a good season he's at seventy four, right? So when he's at sixty nine, it's like good free yeah, this shooting. is trash. But like this is kind of the guy's free throw shooting. Yeah. Uh, Russ is an 85 percent guy. Yep. Damn, eighty percent for his career. Yeah. No, so like man, his his MVP oh. year he had ten a game, and now it's at six point four. Um, but still, he, that means still six point four is really good. Six yeah, but, better for him, than but for him, that's but for him, it's low. Yeah, right? he needs to be at eight at least. But I still, I'll stand by the fact that this is the best season that I've seen out of Russ. Like, if we if we care Decision about making, like, I'm yeah, with you. yeah, if we care about the stuff that actually makes a team good, um, you know, like uh, again, his team defense has been so much better. He's not abandoning his assignment as much. Yeah. Uh, I mean, his rebounding actually. There's still a little bit Are of that. Are you saying his, le- his rebound is, is legit this season? No, no, hang on. No, listen, okay. no. no, we, no, had no, a, no. we had a game where Steven Adams played 34 minutes and grabbed one rebound. Right. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> there's still no, there's still that going on. But these are he's getting more positional rebounds rather than abandoning his assignment. Yeah. So I mean, like, and I've been a, a, a harsh critic of him for a lot of stuff, in particular the defensive end. Um, but man, he's been good. But when you get those bad rust moments, they're bad. And, and, and like he can shoot them out of game still. The uh, he's is, the is fouls, Paul, the frustration fouls. Yeah, I think the difference is Paul George has been able to kind of lift them out of those bad rust moments a lot. This yeah. season, right. Like they still happen, but they don't doom the team like they used to. Right. Exactly. And, and so Dude, they're able that, to, to that, kind of that Paul George floater, man. Woo. That was fun, man. That That's was top five plays of the season. Yeah. I'm all about the top five right here. That's yeah. top five plays I mean, of the season. He went four seventeen next game. I didn't hear any MVP talk after that. But well, <laughs> back to back. back to, hold on. Back to back after two after <laughs> a double overtime. He You're right, like man. 50, no one plays good back to backs. Fifty something minutes. Played terrible back to backs, man. Played fifty something minutes. Give him a break. Give him a break. Do we talk more about MVP now? Like the proportion is is there a positive correlation to as we talk about again the regular season mattering less is somehow positively correlated to us talking about the MVP more I mean is, is that is that somehow the the, the situation we fall into we're more. trying to find stuff to talk about I don't think it's like more I think if 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 the names were big like let's say it was I don't know KD Steph and LeBron fighting for MVP but that's it's the only thing we'd be talking about right now yeah mm. we would talk about literally nothing else if those were the three like front runners the way it's Harden Giannis and and Paul George you, you would have skipped Bayless doing his little turn I what? used to think <laughs> <laughs> like that would lead every show the but MVP and he went four of 17 and exactly. now I think yeah you, you're right about that I think know, that's horse a- race if it was those three guys yeah Hey, mm. uh, I know I care about it a lot more if it was those. I think dudes. it's I think it's wrapped up personally. I don't I mean, see yeah, how Giannis, Giannis has it. Yeah, he has Giannis. it. It should, it should sure. be. I mean, yeah. it, it's, as long the as they get the one seed, which they will, it's historic. Like, historic and, and season. Historic. Not going to be able to do another, you know, fluky thirty point streak again. So. Also, they're not Chris Paul's back. Chris <laughs> Paul's back, stealing stealing his shine a little bit. Well, he actually looks like a real person. The Rockets are not going to win enough. 
I feel like Giannis would be one of the most beloved figures in sports if he wasn't in Milwaukee, and he's pretty beloved as it is. Yeah, he's just very beloved. Here we go. Ethan's what, trying what, to get him for the Warriors. The yeah. Ethan's trying to get him for the his Warriors. Buddy Marcus Thompson's article. Come to death yeah. row. Come to death I, I, row. I'm saying he's got a, a not to sound like Darren Rafael, but he's got a great brand. He just makes you a, he, he he's intense out there, but he but he's also just joyful. Uh, yeah, right you know what's cool about Giannis is that uh, he shoots out of necessity, right? Like you can tell he's not a say a. Kyrie type where his identity is tied into yo did I score 30 points right right tonight um he shoots and, a lot because he kind of has to on the team like that's what his team yeah. that's what that's what's best for his team but I think that's the coolest part about him is that like the shooting the rock is not how he you know um, feels the man is holding babies in his post-game interviews and they're they're not even his babies oh he's, he's just grabbing a baby any baby near him he's like here look guys yeah. look how look how Mayoral, I am. Right? Like, Jefferson Clinton. In, That's what I'm gonna start a, calling him. In two years, in two he didn't years have that bell. Was didn't have that bell? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that greatest. was too far. That was too far. No, no, no that was right. perfect. In right. two perfect. years, in two years, when everybody starts to turn on Giannis, uh, no, I can't good. wait. I can't wait. This no, it's oh, gonna, gonna happen. I, gonna happen. I, I don't know. Hey. Happen. All right, I'm look. trying to think of the person who it hasn't happened to. I there feel like we, everybody. we, yeah, we no. turn on everybody and what your job is as the modern superstar is to not let that impact you and embitter you. I think maybe we're seeing that a little bit with Kyrie where it's just what, what are you what are you doing? <laughs> like, I think the Kyrie stuff turned to the positive. When he went to Boston, I think people got to see him do his thing and be like, Oh man, Kyrie's really good. Cause I when we watched him in though, Cleveland, man. I think it's starting to turn. I think you're right. I think, but I think it's, it's starting to turn the other way. People well, are, are I now talk against about Kyrie. They're now against Kyrie. Right. Well, yeah. I want to talk about Boston while we're here. And we're, since we're going to be in Boston this weekend, right? Um, the Celtics, plug, natural plug, that seamless plug like that. So the Celtics are currently in the fifth seed. In the East yeah, Pacers are screwing Ooh. up our second round, man. Unbelievable He's to me, by Pacers. the way. What Nate McMillan is in the coach of the year conversation. He's my coach of the year. He's been insane this year. They won um, two of their games. Like, yeah. Wait, 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 are the three seed right now? Do you now? think they're going to end up there? I think they are. Screw up the second round. Yeah, if they drop it. to five, are you pulling that coach of the year? Is nah, he saying regardless? No, I, I, I think he's done out. an incredible job. He's, I mean, like, I mean, they they lost Vic and and they've stayed on the same pace. It's really incredible. Um, I don't know if Boston's going to be able to catch them. Like, I, I think if Boston is the four seed, let's say at best case scenario, right? They're the four seed. This is a disappointment of a season, right? Well, uh, Boston, no, 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 because no. it still matters how far they go. In the it still matters how far they go. Uh, yeah. If they get to make it out of the second three, round, 54 wins, they had a fine season. They can be, I mean, they can beat Milwaukee as bad as, as bad yeah. as, Bo- or as disappointing as Boston has been. I won't say as bad as they've been, yeah. but yeah, well, they, they got Toronto they take, tonight. They can take Milwaukee in a series for sure. Mm-hmm. It's if just, the, it's, it's different, man. If the yeah. playoffs started today, they'd they'd wax the Sixers because they kind of own them. Ooh, I don't know about that. I mean, with the Embiid injury, sure, but it's seven game series. I don't agree. 
Not the yeah, talent. Talent might win out there. I think yeah. they beat the Sixers up. Bro. I think they beat the, the Sixers. I think, I think they really worked them last Horford year. I know, I know gives, the rosters are different, but Horford gives him trouble. Horford messes with Embiid. Tobias and Jimmy are just gonna they're gonna change the way that approach goes. Like there's still gonna be issues with Ben Simmons and how you guard him, right? Or how he gets guarded. It's easier to guard him in the playoffs, yeah. right? And there's still gonna be the Embiid versus Baines and Horford thing. But man, like Tobias, like who's matching up with Tobias? Who's matching up with Jimmy, right? Like they have yeah. the guys, they have yeah. a good d- defense, but hey. it's just different than last year with like, oh, can Dario beat them? Can you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. fair. Well, That's fair. They're, not, they're not running crunch time plays for Marco Bellinelli, is yeah. what you're saying. Right. And exactly. Jimmy and Jimmy in these type of situations does know how to get to the line. A loser goes home dynamic where Tyree's leaving if they lose or Jimmy's leaving if they, uh, if, 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 uh, See, I don't think the pressure's the same for Philly. I don't, I like, cause nah, not nobody really Philly's not the favorite to, to go to the finals. And also by, they have a contingency plan. It's like, all right, Jimmy, we'll just keep Tobias. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, cool. no, they're like, good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right, cool, no problem. You know, I think uh, they'd ra- I think they'd rather keep Tobias than Jimmy. Boston, Boston losing early is a disaster. Yeah, oh, That's absolutely, a disaster for them. The, the Celtics have to, at minimum, get to Game Seven of the Conference Finals. Facts. <laughs> oh at man, minimum. I want to listen to some Boston at, talk radio. At one if point, they, if they d- does Brad Stevens start to catch flack if they don't? No, <laughs> he's like unassailable, right? You know, he's he's he's. Don't he's Belichick me. without the titles. Like Teflon. they're just gonna believe in him. He's he's I'm a still, he's a mid 30s Belichick. I am still backing Brad Stevens. And again, I will change my tune if some of these players leave the Celtics and start playing better than they were playing when they were with the Celtics, as opposed to the opposite, which keeps happening. Oh, hang on. See now you that's what my, I love, that's the I'd love point if that they I played make. good offense on the Celtics. That's what I mean. <laughs> uh, so this is the point that I make. Ethan, it's that he's really good at maximizing mid-level talents, Mm -hmm. but I need to see him. And by the way, it crunch time offense. Their crunch time offense is fantastic. Because they well, just give they the ball Kyrie. to Kyrie yeah. and they spread pick and roll. And I'm not saying you got to work him like Harden, but man, when your offense is looking like a clogged toilet, by the way, their offense has been okay since the end of November. They're just, you know, yeah. the fifth seed. Well, um, I, grant, I grant you that and you'd want more offensively out of them. But I, I do wonder because the narrative might be this guy's great at drawing up and out of bounds plays great at optimizing mid-level talent. But what about the superstars? It seems no coach is good at that anymore for whatever reason. Popovich, what are you doing? Kawhi Leonard's catching frostbite somewhere out there in Canada. What about Bud? <laughs> yeah, well, right Bud's now. Giannis up. Right now, I mean, Giannis is holding and kissing babies, but it's very uh, early. We could talk about my Bucks all day. It's oh, dominance that we have shown this season. No, nah, the Bucks have been truly, Bucks truly, been truly I, I dominant. Think, we, we are in an odd era, and I've said it before, of uh, superstar disgruntlement um, on a level I can't ever remember it being well, like. I now. feel like what's this the, is what's a the, flip, though, man. Yeah, what's the level? I mean, the level chart take is, is essentially like you're a manager now. You're not a coach, right? Like, and maybe he means more of that for football than than he does the NBA. But, but I think there's some credence to that. Of like, yeah, you're you're essentially like HR. 
If you're, well, I, I think for, if you're a good basketball team, social media maybe too often, but I do think that there's an element of back in the day you were the big man on campus, or I guess in your city if you were a superstar, you'd never have to buy another drink. Any establishment you walk in, people are showering you with love and praise. Now you you can just look at your phone and there are a bunch of people in town uh, saying terrible things about you, right. and it's just harder to keep them happy. Uh, because of that, I dude, think. and Ethan, like you said, when you when you get that negative comment, it just stings more than the "you're the man, Kyrie." Like yeah. it just hurts <laughs> more. I'm sorry, it just you just feel it, it more. Life. It gives me life loss. You know, when you get the negative, I, I mean, that. you know, oh I've I've actually opted out of negativity. I mute people who don't send me anything but praise That's on Twitter. Right. So I don't even know what it's like. Is that why you're not responding to my tweets? (laughs) I had not read articles mentioning me for about at least about a week after the whole thing earlier this month. You know, I just didn't want I didn't want any of it, even if it was legit, even if there were some solid points. You just can't. I will will retweet all praise. It's so (laughs) funny. Like, it's just funny that people get upset about your opinion on sports. Like, what a dumb thing. That's like, how it's just people like or, the city of Orlando hates me. Like legitimately <laughs> like, hates me right now. Like it's so funny. And I'm Zach just like versus Orlando is the feud of the year. They don't they don't like me because I don't believe in Nikola Vucevic. Like what a dumb decision to make <laughs> on also, any level. I, also, I want to say don't you, care because they didn't catch you doing it two weeks ago. I've been doing it for it started. fucking years, <laughs> man. I've been since he was a sixer. Um <laughs> It's perfect. I love it. I have a hot take, by the way. I, I, I just want to share a hot take so you get a super, uh, superstar disgruntlement. Um, and I've said it in other incarnations, but I said it recently to Nate Jones, and I stand by it. I think it's harder to cope with cold weather if you are from the San Diego slash L.A. area. And that's why Kai, that, that, that's why Kawhi is leaving. It's just that simple. He's, it would be one thing. It's, it's going to be a clipper time. Like, yeah. yeah it, like it's a lot. He kept talking it, about it during all-star, how cold he kept is talking Toronto. about it. It's like being born without skin. You are susceptible. You did not. It's like in the language acquisition phase, we have a weather acquisition phase. If you grow up and it's perfect, it's perfect outside. You do not accept it being the opposite of perfect. You do not. And you can say, yeah, they're traveling around like you would not believe Ethan to bolster your point. It's been freezing, cold, rainy in LA for damn near a month. Now it's been God awful. I'm from New York City. It's made me miserable, bro. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Where is my 68 degrees? Well, I could argue you could go back home and deal with it. You could go back home to New York and go, okay, I'm used to this. If all you ever knew growing up was L.A., yeah. I, I just it's what you don't look at, right? It's, like, it's an underrated component is all I'm saying. It's an don't look underrated. at the weather report for bossing, guys. It's gonna snow. I gotta get. I gotta go find my snow jacket. Like yeah, um, the thing about the thing about the snow though, in somewhere like Boston, it's like it's not gonna fuck up the city because they're ready for snow. Yeah, like right. if, if the city shut down every time it snowed, they just couldn't have a city. Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Atlanta. Yes, like Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta. Yeah. So Boston will be fine. They actually got like an infrastructure for that. Um. I'm going to go. I have to finish up this article, but uh, you guys have fun. You want to give us a, a teaser? Oh, for the article? Yeah. Uh, um, what would my teaser be for this article? 
I, I'm just look. I my my teaser on the article is that I look at San Francisco and the Warriors as these two crazy ambitious entities who are forming an alliance to dominate the world, and maybe they're insane, ravenous capitalists, and maybe they just see the future. I don't know, but I look at that as the dynamic. And at one point, Lakeup says the, the the team is going to enter into something that he calls Phase Three, and. <laughs> What phase three Marvel you want if you want to hear Joe Lacob talking about how the Warriors are going to enter it. They've done the you know, they've done the first thing. They they, they, they turned things around talent came a good business. They won the championships and now it's time for phase three where they transcend all that. I felt like I was hearing a supervillain explain. I his know, seriously. Yeah. No, that's Thanos global domination. So this will be in this article. So, but you oh, know, this, so this is some Dr. Evil shit right here from, from Lake where like, he's going to start saying like chestnuts are lazy. And he invented the question mark. Like this is, <laughs> I, I, or I should say there is no interview with Lake because I don't talk to anybody in the, in the Warriors. No, that's you just right. show you just up and give your out. opinion. <laughs> wander around you're the real snake ethan not this Kate. dude this dude ethan strauss <laughs> meanwhile this guy <laughs> you got a guy you got a guy ethan strauss guys yeah up. you grow up. On a facility. Ethan, don't even grow talk up. Ethan, just grow up grow up grow up yeah you grow up this guy's standing up. 30 feet from the timeout huddles with his face <laughs> like sub-zero in mortal Kombat. Hey, I, here's I got a random question. Just because yeah. someone just uh, made a Robert Kraft joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <there we laughs> what NBA owners most oh. likely to get caught in a in a Robert Kraft situation? And I think this is where we wrap, guys. Thanks for <laughs> wow. joining today. Thanks for uh, joining us. Catch that answer on Patreon sometime <laughs> in the next ten years. But okay, I'm out. See you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Go make some sticky rice. That was a mic drop. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right, guys. I think that'll do it. That's Uh, it. Time to wrap up. Zach, I just need an intro. An intro? No, Zach doesn't like intros. Out on intros. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Catch you guys in Boston. See you Thursday. All right, later. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.